Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this week's very special Fireside Chat. I'm Lisa Stearns, and of course, here with Dr. Tim Cross, our Senior Vice President. We'll be taking a few moments today to update you on some COVID-related issues and how things are looking for the Institute, but then we'll be spending the rest of our time together honoring our Service Award honorees. So a few reminders, you all know the drill. Be sure to keep your audio muted. Due to our ceremony, we won't be um, having any time for questions today. So if you do have one, you have a question that does need answering, just post it on the UTIA coronavirus website. You'll also find a recording of this session on that site, and you can find the link on our homepage at utia.tennessee.edu. So Tim, to get things started, can you give us an update on the status of cases uh, within the Institute and uh, within UT? Yeah, we'll start with that, but uh, move quickly into uh, our real uh, highlight today, which of course is honoring our service award winners. But uh, let's go ahead and review the data, look at where we're at uh, across campus, uh, across the state and across the country, and then uh, move on to uh, even even more pleasant topics. I don't know about the rest of you, but it seems like uh, the number of Zoom meetings this week, if possible, was even greater than the past several months. And I think we're all approaching the end of the year, trying to get in all those last meetings and events and activities. Uh, uh, so I, I know it's probably been a stressful week for you. Uh, the good news is uh, we'll get through this brief COVID update. We'll get to our service awards program. You can relax, sit back, uh, hear about uh, your friends and coworkers just a little bit and help us to celebrate together. And I hope uh, we'll wrap up in a really positive way here this afternoon. So with that said, let me uh, share uh, my screen and uh, give you uh, uh, the data as to uh, uh, where we're at uh, with regard to COVID cases, uh, again, across the Institute and across the state. Uh, today, uh, it looks, again, uh, I feel like a broke record, but it uh, looks very similar to last week uh, across the university. Uh, we have uh, about 27 uh, positive cases among uh, employees that are active, uh, and we have uh, about 46 uh, positive cases among students that are active. And compared to uh, last week, those numbers are almost identical. Uh, compared to a couple weeks prior to that, uh, actually they're they're down just a little bit. Uh, I think that's extremely positive, to be honest, uh, because we had worried obviously about what might happen following the Thanksgiving holidays. I know we all did our very best to stay isolated and and not have large group gatherings, but I also know the temptation to uh, to get out and interact and just uh, be with other people was very strong. However, uh, across the university, it looks like uh, we really fared quite well uh, with regard to the number of positive cases. And the same thing can be said uh, about the number of employees in isolation and the number of students in isolation. Now, the student number uh, you'll see over here is quite small. It's down to 77. Take that with a grain of salt. Most of our students, of course, have left campus. Uh, they're back in their home communities. And if there was uh, a need for them to be isolated, we may well not know of that at this time. On the other hand, uh, employees and self-isolations there uh, looks to be uh, much the same as the last couple of weeks, maybe a modest uh, uptick uh, to about 131 employees across the entire campus in uh, uh, self-isolation today. So 
uh, again, all in all, quite positive news, I think, uh, at the university level. Uh, pretty much uh, status quo at the institute level as well. Here you see that we have uh, 10 active cases. And actually, I just noticed we've had an 11th case reported. So my chart is, was as of early this morning, and it's, it's one case uh, out of date. So 11 positive cases. Unfortunately, that's, uh, that's the highest number of positive cases in the Institute that we've seen uh, since uh, this past summer. Uh, in fact, I think that may be the highest uh, throughout this pandemic. So in the Institute, uh, it looks like, again, a modest uptick. Uh, the chart maybe makes it look a little more dramatic than it is. Remember, that's uh, 10 or 11 cases out of 2,000 employees. So uh, it is an increase, though. And it's, uh, once again, a reminder that we can't uh, let up. We, we are fatigued from COVID, no doubt. But we've got to continue uh, taking care of ourselves, taking care of others uh, with all the practices uh, and CDC, CD, eh, CDC guidance that we've talked about uh, since March now. So let's uh, be careful out there and let's uh, not, not let up at this point. Uh, number of isolations is actually uh, identical to last week. Uh, so again, not a, not a huge increase, not unfortunately uh, much progress either. So we're, we're relatively flat uh, overall within the Institute with uh, a minor uh, increase in terms of the number of positive cases. Contrast that with what's happening nationally. And as I feared, uh, we are now up uh, regularly over 2000 new positive cases every day in the United States. Um, you know, that's a number I would have never thought about back in uh, April or May when we were less than uh, 50,000 cases a day. So, uh, we continue to see increases, unfortunately, no, uh, no indication yet uh, that this has uh, uh, started to decline. In fact, uh, the last three or four days have all been above 200,000 cases. So uh, not, not much positive can be uh, gleaned from that chart. Uh, again, just a, a reinforcement that we've got to remain diligent. We've got to remain committed to keeping uh, ourselves and, and uh, our coworkers and our families uh, healthy and safe. And uh, in the state of Tennessee, we're no different. Uh, we've had several days uh, within the last week at or near 8,000 cases, new positive cases per day. Uh, that chart and the bold red line that you see there doesn't also show any sign of, uh, of either leveling off or turning down. So across the state of Tennessee, clearly there's a lot of transmission of the virus taking place. And what that means is you and I have to be careful. We've, we've got to uh, use good sense. Uh, we've got to keep our masks on and do all, all the same things uh, that we've been talking about. So that uh, is a, a real quick summary of, of where we're at in terms of COVID. And I, I would really conclude from all of that, that as usual, uh, and as we've seen for much of the pandemic, within the university environment is probably among the safest places to be, you know, whether that's uh, in our off-campus offices or on campus. Uh, we're actually faring, in my opinion, better than the general public. Uh, and we wanna keep that up. We appreciate all you're doing to make that possible and let's just stay with it. Uh, hopefully uh, a few months into 2021, uh, conditions will start to uh, significantly change as vaccinations hopefully become very, very, uh, commonly available, and we'll start to see more immunity. So I'll stop right there, Lisa, and, and uh, turn it back to you. 
Well, it's a great example of how our faculty and staff have been so dedicated to safety during this pandemic. And um, moving to our next subject, are also truly dedicated to the Institute. So Tim, uh, would you like to kick off our special ceremony today? Well, I would, uh, and uh, we didn't get a chance to do our service awards in the spring, so really we're catching up here today. We're recognizing uh, both our spring and our fall uh, service award winners today uh, based on years of service, and it's really important that we do this because those of you that have been uh, with the Institute, whether it's one year or 40, uh, we appreciate what you do, and, and obviously we couldn't do it without you. So this is uh, one of the few opportunities where we just have an opportunity to say thanks. Uh, we, we recognize that uh, you've committed uh, a good deal of, of your time and your career to the Institute. And uh, this is a chance for us to uh, give you a virtual pat on the back uh, and really uh, recognize you and, and have a chance as, a, as an Institute to celebrate uh, the people and the accomplishments uh, within the Institute. So I do regret we can't be in person, but I think what's, what's most important is that we take a moment to, uh, to recognize these folks that we're gonna see and hear about today. And uh, I'm glad you've all joined us in order to be a part of this ceremony. Now I'd like to invite Mr. Charles Denny from our marketing and communication staff to read the citations for each of our honorees. Charles? Well, thank you, Dr. Cross. Good to be with you, everyone today. I want to give my special thanks to Tammy J, Sam Morris, Mike Stanley for all their help. We're going to begin with our 25-year people. Sheldon Barker is director of our Sequatchie County Extension Office. He works in ag and 4-H as well as community economic development. Sheldon tells us seeing 4-Hers grow and experience new things is one of the most rewarding parts of his job. He's a leader for the Sequatchie Valley Master Gardeners and recently organized a soil test Saturday at the Pikeville Farmers Market. Sheila Borders is an FCS agent in Loudoun County. Clever programs include Sheila's Billiard Buddies. These are gentlemen at a local senior center who get together to play pool and Sheila joins them to talk about health issues like diabetes care. She loves it when past clients tell her what an impact extension had on their lives. Notable funny moments, a 4-H'er took out their glass eye in front of someone who did not know this person had a glass eye and <laughs> Sheila had to calm that person down. And at 5-11, Sheila says she is the shortest person in her family. Wayne Clatterbuck is professor and extension forestry specialist in forestry, wildlife and fisheries. Wayne has done training for 450 forest service specialists, led teacher conservation workshops, served as a major professor for 22 MS or PhD degrees. Wayne says any day away from Knoxville is a good day. I'm guessing he, he means he likes getting out of his office. And he is the go-to authority in East Tennessee on fall foliage and predictions of autumn oranges, reds, and yellows. This all despite the fact that Wayne is 60% colorblind. Meg Curtis is an FCS agent and TINCEPT educator in Sevier County. She works with adults and youth in nutrition classes, including a program called Cooking Matters. One of her students there went on to culinary school at Walter State. She also loves bumping into her students at the grocery store. One day she came across a child who told her he was eating healthier these days and helping his dad to do the same. Meg enjoys time with family and going to the beach and she's got three grandchildren she adores. 
Suchita Das is a research associate in animal science. She's involved in nutritional physiology and projects that study DNA and insulin resistance in animals. Suchita has also worked in radiation biology, toxicology, hair loss, diabetes, and obesity in humans, mice, bears, sheep, and chickens with a focus on molecular genetics. Department head Neil Schreck says Suchita is great at balancing technical know-how and help to researchers, grad students, and postdocs. Suchita has lived in Knoxville more than 30 years, but is a native of India. Madhu Dar is also from India and a research associate professor in large animal clinical sciences at CVM and director of the Tissue Regeneration Lab. She has a focus on cell-based therapies, diabetes and obesity in animals and genomics. Madhu has been awarded faculty research and mentoring honors. She's a math and science mentor for younger students and was inducted into the Phi Zeta Veterinary Honor Society. She works with equine stem cells, but admits she's afraid of horses. Also, she enjoys cooking Indian food for her PhD students. Peggy Jackson is an FCS agent in Haywood County. Peggy helped start the Family Resource Center in Brownsville with a USDA grant in 1995, and is still doing great work today, a partnership with the Department of Education and local schools. Students can improve their academics there, get help with subjects where they might be struggling, or just find a great book to read. Peggy has won honors from TEAFCS and was a UTIA Unsung Hero Award winner in the past. And she is grana to five grandbabies from seven months to 19 years. Dan Owen is a 4-H agent in Lincoln County. He's a past winner of the Alice Ann Moore Award for 4-H agents. Dan enjoys seeing youth accomplish their goals through the organization and the type of career 4-H might lead them to when they grow up. Dan's 4-Hers have collected for food pantries, helped out at assisted living facilities, collected pet food for the Humane Shelter, and done cleanup work for the Lincoln County Museum. And he's taken kids on 4-H exchange trips to five different states. Tom Risen is Ag Agent and Director for a Claiborne County Extension Office. That's Tennessee's Northeast corner, and Tom is proud to be involved in the development of multi-state programs across the border. That includes programs with Virginia and Kentucky Cooperative Extension, as well as a program with Lincoln Memorial University's College of Veterinary Medicine, resulting in the annual Cumberland Gap Cattle Conference and Tri-State Small Ruminant Conference. Michelle Sanders is an administrative assistant too in Carroll County, where she coordinates office activities and handles organizational work for agents, including 4-H events. She also assists in agriculture and FCS work. Michelle is proud that she obtained her CPS credential on the first try, and she likes being the point of contact for all people who call the office for assistance. In her spare time, she enjoys photography. Greg Upchurch is an ag agent in Cumberland County. He's also served in the animal science department here and in Putnam County. Cumberland County Agriculture and the Upchurch family go together. They farm there for decades, raising cattle, swine, forage, and crops. Greg is proud of his work with former students and the Cumberland County Master Gardeners. He and his wife have a daughter, and he's been known to hop on his motorcycle for long rides. He also enjoys hiking, fishing, and UT sports. Jason Williams is a research associate at our Milan Research and Education Center 
and the longest serving member of the staff there. He's been honored with the Superintendent's Award from Ag Research. Jason was helpful in putting together our virtual Milan Field Day and also works on the in-person event. Director Blake Brown says Jason was valuable in coordinating research activities with the farm crew this year while Blake was occupied with the virtual field day. Jason's primary responsibilities are with the cotton program. He also works on other crops as well, including corn and soybeans, wheat, and cover crops. And now we have our 30-year honorees. Stephanie Boyot is, a, Boyot is an administrative assistant in our Scott County Extension Office. She's enjoyed working on programs with different agents over the years, and recent challenges include learning the new Concur travel system. Stephanie's also been a big help to staff during COVID as they combine the office and work from home. She's a grandmother of four and enjoys jumping on the trampoline with the grandkids. And Stephanie, who never goes anywhere without makeup, lets the grandkids paint her face different colors and tell her it's a spa day. Mike Bushermole is a professor and precision ag specialist with biosystems engineering and soil science and recently served in extension administration. Mike is a proud past winner of the B. Ray Thompson Award and was also named Precision Ag Researcher of the Year in 2014 at the National Con Conversation System Cotton and Rice Conference. He's done work in farm electrical systems, fencing innovations, and drone use in agriculture. Mike's also one of the founders of 4-H Electric Camp. More than 7,000 children have learned about the science of electricity there. Mike says since working remotely during the pandemic, he's doing a lot of cooking around the house. He also enjoys, in his words, conducting aquatic surveys with a rod and reel. Kenny Herndon is next, county director, Ag agent and a past 4-H agent for Carroll County. Past involvement there included Kenny's work in constructing the 4-H barnyard at the Dyer County Fairgrounds and his leadership in the Carroll County Shooting Sports Park Board. Kenny has also been a past winner of the Alice Ann Moore Award and had a home site judging team place second in a national competition. He's the proud dad of twins and a big fan of crime recreation shows. David Johnson is a research associate and the dairy manager of our Middle Tennessee Ag Research Center in Spring Hill. The dairy includes milking the herd daily and also research into corn silage and forages and improved fertility. Recently, the center has been involved in a partnership with Columbia State Community College and its vet tech program, where those students come to the center to learn from David and the staff. David has been awarded the Superintendent's Award for Professional Service and says he likes to make people smile. Jeff Lanham is director and ag agent for extension in Weekly County. He's a past winner of the Horton Award and a leader in crop demonstration projects and no-till efforts. Jeff has also been involved in workshops for producers on variety selection, weed and pest management and irrigation. Jeff has also worked in 4-H in his career and he's made many appearances on local radio over the years talking about extension programming. He says, he says extension has allowed him to be a lifelong learner. And Jeff says he has the smartest and cutest granddaughters ever, and he has the photos to prove it. Larry Mitchell is director and ag and 4-H agent for Miggs County. He says it's great when extension can provide valuable information for cattle and row crop producers, and they can then improve their operation. Larry also loves watching his youth grow and learn through 4-H. Hot Air Rises, that's basic science. One memorable project 
Larry and his staff had hot air balloon demonstrations at a local grade school, a fun example of 4-H STEM programming. Larry says ranch horse and cutting horse shows are his favorite place to be, and you'll find him there wearing his signature cowboy hat. Kim Rutherford is an administrative assistant for CBM's Office of Research and Graduate Studies. Kim's department provides oversight for the Tennessee Higher Education Commission and does work with the Center for Excellence in Livestock Diseases. Kim says it's a true blessing to work with everyone at CBM. She is called a grammar and punctuation geek and loves watching old Andy Griffith shows and is really good at Andy trivia. Dawn Siegel just moved here to Morgan Hall with us. She's an administrative coordinator in the Extension Dean's Office. Prior to that, she spent 29 years and 11 months in the Department of Plant Sciences. Dawn won the 2017 Extension Non-Exempt Award of Excellence, and she was one of 4,223 people who made up a giant human power tee at Nealon Stadium in March of 2017, the largest human letter recorded in the Guinness Book of World Records at that time. My daughter and I were also there. And Dawn was an extra in the race crowd in Charlotte in the movie Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Bob Shoemake is director and ag agent in Obion County. Bob has spent his entire career in that area, starting in Henry County and serving more than two decades as a 4-H agent in Weekly County. He's been awarded the Alice Ann Moore Award and involved with unique programs such as computer gaming, coding, and website design for his kids. Bob has also served on Extension's Healthy Live Lifestyle and Be Active committees, promoting healthy living among Extension agents. He speaks from experience here. Bob and his wife run between 10 and 15 races a year, including marathons. He's also a talented musician and sings and plays guitar, has performed at his church and Extension conferences. Dan Ward is a professor in ophthalmology at CBM. He teaches animal eye care to students and is involved in academic development of junior faculty, having spent 10 years on the promotion and tenure committee. Dan does research regarding glaucoma and equine eye care. He's a native of Memphis and has a chemical engineering degree from Christian Brothers College there. Dan then attended veterinary school here and later worked in a private practice in South Carolina. Then he joined us in 1990. Dan says he's appreciative of all the talented veterinary professors he's worked with over the years and the opportunity to mentor 14 ophthalmology residents. He says it's remarkable that his colleague he's worked with for all 25 years, Dr. Diane Hendricks, didn't leave or kill him. Dan and his wife live on a farm. He also enjoys working with antique tractors, jazz music, and running. David Yates is an extension area and IT specialist for UT Extension's Eastern Region. Unique programs include David's work teaching social media skills to producers and ways direct marketers can improve communication to boost their bottom line. David was one of the key planners for the 2018 National Ag Agents Meeting in Chattanooga, an event attended by more than 1,500 agents from around the country. And David likes to get around the country himself. He vis he's visited 40 states with the goal to see all 50. Now for our 35 year honorees. First up is Mitch Beatty, Eastern Region 4-H specialist here in Knoxville. He's also worked in Wilson and Putnam counties and daughter Morgan is now a 4-H agent in Wilson. Mitch has been involved in organizing Clover Bowl and today it's held in more than 50 counties. They even did it virtually this year to be safe. 
Mitch cherishes, cherishes getting to meet so many great people over the years, agents, volunteers, and 4-Hers. His daughters both had stellar 4-H careers, and wife Angie works in extension here in Knox County. And Mitch has hiked about 500 miles in the Smokies. He is also a huge UT fan, and Mitch and I often talk about how we would run UT athletics if given the opportunity. Troy Duggar is a program coordinator for the Center for Profitable Agriculture in Columbia. Troy made the late career move to CPA after 33 years as an agent and director in Hickman County. Troy works with farm families to market unique agricultural products. He was also one of the coordinators for the National Ag Agents Meeting in Chattanooga, an event that took four years to plan. Troy says the meeting was a great way for agents to work together and showcase Tennessee agriculture. Jerome Grant is a professor in entomology and plant pathology and our resident insect cooking guru. Jerome says his most valued accomplishments include the release of insects who feed on musk thistle, reducing those purple cactus-like weeds. Jerome is involved in the cricket spitting event at Ag Day, the annual creepy crawly photo contest, and dining on chocolate chirp cookies, sauteed mealworms, bug acue, and banana bug smoothies. Yes, Jerome eats insects and says they're a good source of protein. He's the man behind our buggy buffet, which celebrated its 14th year virtually this fall. Also, Jerome and his wife are responsible for changing the sign at their church. They often post insect-themed messages. Milton Orr is director of our Greene County office. He's involved in the Greene County Fair, one of the best in the state. Milton loves working with youth and livestock and cattle are a particular specialty. He's won the Gamma Sigma Delta Award for his work in master beef programs and honors from the Tennessee Cattlemen's Association. Milton likes his own Angus cattle and his coffee and also artwork with charcoal and ink. David Qualls is ag agent and director for our Lincoln County Extension office. It's a huge area for farming and David works with livestock, row crop producers and many gardeners and he's instructed master beef producer classes. He also helps many folks battle harmful weeds. Chinese privet is pretty but invasive. And David found a way to successfully kill it. He also recently held a drive-in pesticide recertification, teaming with a local radio station there. David met his wife in extension, and away from work, he enjoys shop work and shooting sports. Neil Rhodes is a professor and weed management specialist with Plant Sciences. He created the first comprehensive weed control manual 20 years ago. Neil was also a past winner of the National Outstanding Extension Weed Specialist Award. He was named as a fellow of the Southern Weed Society and a winner of the Webster Pendergrass Award. Our 2007 TV story with Neil about kudzu has been viewed 188,000 times. It is by far our most watched story ever. Neil loves hiking, fishing, woodworking, and volunteers for Alzheimer's Tennessee. Tom Samples is a UT Extension turfgrass management specialist in plant sciences. Tom's expertise is in the maintenance of turf crops, which includes homes, parks, athletic fields, and golf courses. He was once locked inside the Wilson County Fairground by mistake after meeting with master gardeners there. Tom admits he was also caught speeding by the highway patrol in a UT car but could not charm his way out of that ticket, both with the officer or his department head. And Tom Samples is the first person in the history of UTIA to have his own bobblehead doll. Those are collector's items.
Connie Sharp is next, 4-H agent and past director of our Washington County Extension Office. She's also worked in Johnson County and Virginia in her extension career and is a past regional director for TEAFCS and served on diversity committees. Connie really enjoys camp and has been known to color her hair red, blue, orange, and green to entertain the kids there. Also a favorite story, the time she told a 4-H'er to use oil in his muffin recipe. The muffins had a unique taste, and when asked what kind of oil he used, the young man said 10W40. From that point on, Connie always said to use vegetable oil in all recipes. Bruce Steelman is next, Ag Agent Director of our Cannon County Extension Office. He's also served in Bledsoe County in his time. Bruce worked with the Cattlemen's Association in both areas, as well as livestock projects and county fairs, and helped develop the Orin Wood Apple Farm, which is still the largest agritourism operation in that part of Tennessee. Bruce has also worked to secure funding for the Cannon County Farmers Market. Fun facts and Bruce's connections over the years, he was the first ever student manager of the Tennessee Livestock Pavilion in Murfreesboro. He was born and grew up in Moore County and Larry Moorhead was his 4-H agent. Bruce is also the chair of what's famously known as the world's largest one night horse show hosted by the Woodbury Lions Club. And we conclude our 35 year people with the Wyndham brothers, Alan first. Alan Wyndham is an extension specialist and professor in plant pathology headquartered at the Ellington Ag Center in Nashville. He's a founder of the distance diagnostic program for agents what he calls telemedicine for plants, a project where he's diagnosed more than 17,000 plant problems. Allen was also part of the dogwood team that released a series of trees named Appalachian Joy, named for his wife, Joy. The Wyndhams enjoy hiking and gardening and time with their grandkids. And brother Mark Wyndham is a professor and distinguished chair in ornamental pathology, and he's here in Knoxville. Mark was also involved in the release of flowering dogwoods and has received recognition for his work in combating rose rosette disease. Both Mark and Alan were recently honored with the Cavender Award for a publication they did called Rose Diseases, Identification and Management. In addition to teaching plant pathology courses, he also instructs a freshman seminar on SEC football history. Mark enjoys growing tomatoes and watermelons and time with his wife and their grandkids, especially at the beach. He says he put himself through grad school literally by weaving baskets and there is a third Wyndham brother who is also a plant pathologist. And today we conclude by honoring one person for 40 years of service. Carolyn Wilson is the facilities manager for large animal clinical sciences and supervisor of the veterinary workforce in large animal, as well as CBM's veterinary research and education center or VREC. During her time overseeing VREC, the facility has undergone a transformation to a much more modern and user-friendly facility. This has helped in achieving gains in animal welfare, client service, and student teaching. She was also involved in the construction of the new large animal clinic. Other career accomplishments include winning the Reed Award from CBM. And in her spare time, Carolyn raises Angus cattle and enjoys attending the famed Highway 127 yard sale. So congratulations to all our people for their years of service today. Dr. Cross, we'll send it back to you. Well, thanks so much, Charles. Uh, I, they won't hear us, but uh, please join me in giving a big round of applause to all of our uh, service award winners today. 
you know, it's such a pleasure to hear about our friends and coworkers and, you know, learn some things we didn't know, like uh, that we have uh, movie extras amongst our uh, crowd, or we have uh, insect eaters uh, amongst the Institute family. Uh, and, and probably even more importantly, to hear about the many accomplishments and awards uh, that they've achieved and received over the course of their career here at the Institute of Agriculture. So I want to expend, extend my personal uh, thanks and congratulations to all of our service award winners today. And let me also say, uh, you know, we take it for granted, but uh, didn't Charles Denny do a great job and make this look easy? Uh, really did a nice job uh, reading through all those. But you know what? Charles has a lot of help, too. Uh, and so let me also thank Sam Morris, who put together the nice slideshow today, and Tammy J. and Trish Wagner, who assembled uh, for us from, uh, from our award winners all the photos and bios. Uh, definitely a team effort there. And of course, uh, as always, uh, Mike Stanley makes all these things uh, work uh, seamlessly uh, and without any glitches. So thanks, Mike, uh, for helping us carry off uh, yet another uh, fireside chat and a, and a great awards program. So I want to thank uh, again uh, our award winners and I normally when we do this in person make a special effort to thank their spouses and their families, because if you think about it, uh, this is a, a family affair right uh, if, if you're a part of the Institute family, not only uh, are you putting forth great effort, but you're probably doing so occasionally at the expense of your family. Uh, whether it's uh, devoting nights or weekends uh, to the uh, responsibilities that you have uh, or, uh, you know, really coming in extra early. Uh, it, it really is a family uh, effort. And uh, so for those of you that received awards today, go home and give uh, the members of your family a hug or a handshake uh, from me. Tell them uh, we appreciate their support of you to enable you to be so successful. And with that, uh, I think uh, we're gonna wrap up our service awards program and also wrap up today's fireside chat. Uh, this is the final one for 2020, which uh, is, is kind of a little bit heart-wrenching for me. We've spent a lot of time together the past eight months and I've truly enjoyed it, truly uh, appreciated those opportunities. As I said uh, a week ago, we'll continue to do these in 2021, but going forward, we'll, we'll plan to do one on the first working Friday of each month and then schedule additional uh, chats as needed uh, should conditions warrant or change uh, during the course of, of the month. So we'll continue to do them, but maybe scale back just a little bit. I know we've all got more Zoom meetings than we ever need. Uh, so we'll lighten the load just a little bit, but we'll continue to stay in touch. We'll continue to uh, look forward to, to having opportunities to interact, uh, answer some questions, uh, and share with you uh, information and news uh, from throughout the Institute. I want to uh, extend a personal thanks to our uh, UTI Executive Committee, uh, all the members of that team, and including and especially our deans. We've got a great leadership team that works together so hard and so well. Uh, I show up and, and get the credit and they do all the work. So I wanna thank them as well for enabling all these faculty uh, and staff uh, that we've identified and, and recognized today to have such great opportunities to do their work. So thank you, uh, UTIA leadership team. And finally, this is my last opportunity to thank you personally, I'm sorry, not thank you, uh, wish you personally uh, happy holidays and uh, 
a, a happy new year. I hope uh, each of you has the opportunity to spend time with family and friends. Uh, rest up, uh, get recharged as normal. You know, we'll hit the ground running in 2021 and we'll be worn out before you know it. But uh, we've got a chance to catch our breath, uh, to really uh, recuperate a little bit from 2020. And I do think uh, 2021 is already shaping up to be a very positive year. So uh, thank you for all you've done throughout this year. Thanks so much for your support and your uh, cooperation throughout this pandemic. I feel like uh, it's been a great team effort from day one. Uh, and that hasn't been the case in every uh, organization across this country. So appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, best wishes uh, for 2021. And thanks for joining us today. Lisa, I'll turn it back to you to wrap us up. I think you've said, said it all and said it well. It's been a great year and uh, wishing everybody a great weekend too.